Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday, and this is the 17th week after Pentecost. This week, we are reading through all of the readings that are assigned for this coming weekend. Today's reading is the first part of a reading from 2 Kings. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 2 Kings, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans on one of their raids had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. This is the beginning of a longer story about how the Lord cured Naaman of leprosy. But we learn a lot in this short setup to that larger story. First, we learn that Naaman was not an Israelite, but an Aramean from the region that we know as Syria. And we find out that he is the commander of his king's army. What is surprising, however, is to learn that the Lord has given him victories for the sake of his king and has made him successful as a warrior. What are we to make of that? To hear that the Lord has given Naaman's king victory through him over his enemies means that Naaman has most likely prevailed against the Lord's own people, Israel. And sure enough, we find that in one of his raids on Israel, he captures a young girl that he turns her into a slave for his wife. That is strange because in the ancient world, a, a battle between kingdoms is often seen as a battle between gods. 
This is an underlying theme in the story of the Exodus, where the Lord defeats Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt to free for himself a nation of slaves, the nation that the Lord has claimed to be for, and that says that those are his people. But here we find the Lord at work against Israel and for the king of Aram and Naaman as his uh, commander. And yet, God's people have no other way to tell the story because they have come to learn that there is no other God but the Lord. And since the Lord is the creator of heaven and earth and Lord over all the people, the only way the story can be told is in such a way that we see that Naaman's victory, for the sake of his king, comes by the hand of the Lord, or else he could accomplish nothing. Even though Naaman doesn't know the Lord, still the Lord is at work in Naaman's life. So the Lord is at work, but not only to grant him success in battle, because the story will open up and we'll see God doing other amazing things for Naaman. So there's another reason that God is at work altogether. This too is surprising, but perhaps maybe the most surprising thing in this short setup to Naaman's healing story is the way the servant girl from Israel shares the news about the prophet in Samaria. There are few people in the Bible who are weaker or have less status in the world than this girl. First, she is a girl. Next, she has been taken from her family and her village and made a household slave. And yet, from that lowly position, she is bold to speak up and tell of the power of her God and the wonders that God has worked in her country through the prophet Elijah. Though she is of little account in this world, her testimony is powerful, life-changing, transformative, because it points to and tells about the work of the Lord that is going on in her own nation. Though she is conquered and in exile, she still sings God's praises and tells the story of God's power, and in doing so, gives kind of an indirect testimony to the rule of God over her and over her captives, her captors. It's just the beginning of a larger story, but in these first three verses, we learn some earth-shaking things about what God is up to in the world and what God's people are called to do, even in their weakness. We learn that there's a certain way that we need to tell the story of what's going on in the world that reminds people that God is at work in the world around us and at work to do good. As we enter a new week and we hear news of all kinds of things happening in the world around us, how do we see God at work in the world around us? Maybe even more important, once we see that, once we, we know that, how can we, even in our weakness, tell the story and point people to Jesus, who does have the power to heal and make this world whole and well? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, 
to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies. We to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For who else, for what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for people in places that are suffering from natural disasters, from floods, from storm damage, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick, for those who are mourning. For who else? For what else are we praying today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that all our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.